Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, your co-host Shaq. We're going to be recapping UFC Utica. Marlon Marais just knocked out Jimmy Rivera, and holy shit, even if you picked Marais, could you have expected a 30-second KO against a guy like Jimmy Rivera ending his 20-fight uh, win streak just like that, Shaq? Yeah, man, 33-second knockout, and, you know, Jimmy uh, didn't even get a chance to fight. I mean, he got shut down ASAP, and Marlon's uh, the dark horse in the 135-pound division. I know he lost that fight to his son's out a year ago that everyone uh, acts like, you know, never happened, but I think uh, it, happened. He, it happened, but he's earned his title shot because he's went out there and put two guys out cold, so uh, props to Marlon. If you can knock out Jimmy Rivera, I'm not going to argue with... Uh with your credentials to fight for a UFC world title. That's all I got to say. And there was no fluke about it. There was no, you know, if they fight nine out of ten, there wasn't any of that bullshit. Marlon was the better man. And the placement of that head kick, Shaq, because Jimmy had his hand up. It wasn't like Jimmy had his hands down and, you know, it was a little technical, you know, mistake he could fix. He had his hand up. And he still got caught right in the temple. And Marlon Marais is a head kick specialist. I mean, how many people have we seen him knock out with head, kick, with head kicks? I'm not just talking about Aljamain Sterling or Jimmy Rivera. What about uh, Josh Hill? What about Tyson Nam? What about all those guys on his way up to the UFC call? And uh, now, as far as I'm concerned, Shaq, he just punched his ticket for a world title shot. Yeah, man, it's hard to deny him now, especially with his last two fights. I mean, those guys that he beat, they generally don't go down. They generally, you know you know, lose close decisions. So it was very impressive. Absolutely. Now, look, we're going to recap the card. But before we recap the card, let's talk about what went down with MaxBet season last week. So, you know, it was supposed to be uh, our fifth MaxBet winner in a row. Really our ninth because, you know, we are 8-0 on consensus MaxBets on the year, but the fifth, you know, consecutive. And uh, we had Jody Escobel at plus 145 underdog odds. Because, you, know, you know, these jobbers, even though both you and I have average odds at plus money you know these jobbers like to discredit our max bets and say oh you only play minus 200s well uh we max bet a plus 145 underdog shack against aguilar who has zero business in that cage as you know and an hour before the fight you know word on the street is uh the new, the new york state athletic commission they listened to the latest episode of half the battle they agreed with us aguilar has no business in that cage they pulled her from the card an hour before the fight due to chapped lips and uh we got our money back. It was a push, but, man, uh, it sucks we couldn't have come out with that seven-unit profit. You know what I'm saying, Shaq? Yeah, it's unfortunate, and, you know, uh, hopefully they get to rebook it soon. But it's unfortunate Jody didn't get to go in there and take care of that easy money. Um, you know, I personally believe Aguilar wanted a way out. I mean, if if he really wanted to fight, you would have hit that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I do question her motive. So, uh, but we'll see her in a few weeks. Yeah, we will. And, you know, I know a lot of people are asking, uh, so what do you do in situations like that, you know, with your clients? Because, you know, a lot of them paid for a single event package just uh, for uh, UFC Utica. And you know what we do, Shaq? You know, we could sit here and be scumbags and be like, hey, it's not our fault she pulled out. But that's not the kind of guys we are. We're here trying to help people. And for every single person that got a single event package, Package, we just extended an extra event. So they're getting UFC 225. They paid for UFC Utica. They're going to get UFC 225. And for everyone else, we extended an extra event too. So if they had a month package, they get an extra event on their month package. If they had a year package, they get an extra event on their year package. Because uh, that's what we're doing over here, Shaq. So just building people's bankroll one fight at a time. You know, just like my boy Colby says, like he's trying to do this weekend, make the welterweight uh, division great again. We're trying to make your bankroll great again. A hundred percent. And, you know, when we get these emails from these guys who, you know, they, they paid for their service eight times over with our max bets, you know, and uh, it's a lot of pressure when they tell you they got uh, 20K on Jack Hermanson. But, hey, 
we got the job done, don't we, Shaq? Yeah, every single time. And, uh, you know, even uh, our small betters, you know, we're consulting them each step of the way. I mean, we're telling them exactly the amount to bet each fight to build them up. I mean, a couple of my individual clients, they've been uh, they've been very happy, just put it that way. Yeah, I'm proud of these guys. You know, obviously we got the whales, the dudes betting the multi-thousands, but then like Shaq said, we got the new guys who are betting small. We're literally guiding them through the process. We're telling them how much to bet, who to bet on, obviously. And uh, it's pretty cool seeing them grow their bankrolls because, you know, if we weren't there, man, they'd be parlaying uh, yeah, 10 see, fight parlays. With that max bet, you know, you got to get the profit and move on to the next week. You know, you hang in there, you start betting this and that, this and that, then guess what? Your, your, you know, your good profit just turned into nothing. You know what I'm saying? You got to be disciplined, and we'll, we're going to teach you that discipline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, Jody Escobar got canceled, so now I'm going to go force a bet on Jimmy Rivera. Then he gets knocked out in 30 seconds. It's like, no, the bet, once the bet wins, loses, or gets canceled, just move on to the next event. That's what discipline is. That's what selectivity is. That's what money management is. And that's why we have the long res- long-term results that we have, Shaq. Now, uh, so as far as Marlon and Jimmy, I think we pretty much covered it. I want to see Marlon go in there against the winner of Don, uh, of excuse me of TJ Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt. I hope there's no trilogy there. Even if Cody wins, you, they can wait a little bit. Let's see Marlon get the winner of that. And for Jimmy Rivera, you know, I hate to sit here and be like, oh, if I was his manager, this, if I was his manager, that. But if I was his fucking manager, he would have been fighting Dom Cruz, not Marlon Marais, not John Lineker. You're, you're, you're beyond that, Jimmy. And uh, you gave a, a guy a chance to come in there and take your number four spot. And that's exactly what he did, Shaq. So, you know, as far as Jimmy's concerned, I want to see him and Dom Cruz run it one time. Well, yeah, you know, Cruz was injured, so I don't really think that was an option. And oh, Lineker- J- Jimmy's concussed, so he's got time to recover, you know? <laughs> and, uh- you know, Lineker was also injured when Jimmy was supposed to fight him. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, a fight, you know, him and Caraway were supposed to fight back in the day. I think, you know, that would be a good fight to get him back on track or, you know, a Dotson or something like that. You know, just a, to get a, a easy win, just to get back, get the confidence back. Because, you know, when you start facing tough opponent like Christoph Jocko, his manager, you know what I'm saying? You lose one fight and then you lose another one. And then you take a fight with Brad Tavares when you're on a two-fight losing streak, you know, things like I that. I want to have a word with Christoph's <laughs> manager, you know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? Louis Smoker, you've lost three fights in a row. And you Let's go fight Mateus. I want to have a word with his manager, too. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, Marlon Chitovera fights John Lineker. Let's go throw him in yeah, Brazil against Douglas yeah, Gisela. Yeah, like, what are you doing? So, you know, as long as he's got a good manager, and uh, I think he does. Take yeah, I think Tiger Shulman and them are going to take good care of Jimmy <laughs> Rivera and get him back on track. I mean, don't have him in there fighting Lineker in a couple months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. So uh, that's what's next for both of them, as far as we're concerned. But look, Gregor Gillespie put an absolute clinic on Vince Pichel. I thought it was going to be dominant. It was. There was nothing surprising to me about that result. So now it's just about: Are we ready to throw him in there with the top 15 guys? And when I ask that question, you got to take into consideration that guys like Rustam Habilov, guys like Francisco Trinado, they're not currently ranked right now, Shaq. Yeah, I mean, you know, people want to see. It's time to see where Gregor really stands up against the top 15. I think a top 15 opponent is worthy, but the thing is, that top 15 is so jam packed. All those guys are you know, fighting or about to fight or two big names. So, you know, he's probably going to end up having to fight someone outside the top 15, maybe like, a, well, Rustam's fighting in Russia, but, you know, someone right outside the top 15, um, a Tate Moore possibly, a Taisumov, you know, so, something like that. I, I was thinking, uh, how about uh, Mr. Krause? James Cross versus Gregor Gillespie. You know, James Cross turned down a fight with Leo Santos, so I don't think he showed. But how about this? How about Gregor Gillespie versus Carlos Diego Ferreira? 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, an intriguing that's battle. A, that, that's where we'll really see where he's at. Yeah, because, you know, Gregor, uh, you don't just you don't just take Carlos Diego to the <laughs> mat and uh, expect to play around with him in his guard. You know what I'm saying? Or stand up with him. You know yeah, and he's no slouch standing up. But on the ground, uh, on the ground, he's the kind of dude that'll tie your arm behind your back <laughs> and uh, slap you like you owe him something. So, exactly. uh, that that's a great fight as far as Vince Pacelli. You know, you know, top fifty guy. You know, you know what I'm saying. Just get back in there and uh, and fight someone. You know, if if he wants to run it back with Al, but he he's, he's not at that point though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Man, what about uh? Let's see. Uh, Alex White. Uh, Alex White versus Vince, <laughs> Vince Pichel is good. You can see Jordan Rinaldi versus Vince Pichel. Both those guys just got smashed by Gregor, so th- that works for me. But for Gregor, I'm thinking perennial top fifteen. I see people saying he could beat Vic today. You're out of your fucking mind if you really believe yeah, that. A lot of people think he'd beat half of the half <laughs> of the guys. In the you guys got to relax. He beat a couple scrubs, and now we're talking like he's a top fifteen guy. Look, don't get me wrong. He wrestled in the finals with Jordan Burroughs. He's a Golden Gloves boxer. He finds a way to win. But uh, when we're talking about the deepest weight class in the UFC, you know, no one, uh, no one gets a free lunch is all I got to say, Shaq. So, you know, even my boy Gregor's got to pay his dues, and uh, he will pay his dues. So, Walt Harris knocked out Daniel Spitz, and man, you know, Daniel <laughs> Spitz, uh, he, he, ain't, he ain't quite the guy I thought he was going to be. That's all I got to say about that. You know, I said on our breakdown that... If he can keep up his his movement for three straight rounds, there's a chance he can pick apart Walt Harris. Well, he didn't uh, keep his uh, movement up for even three seconds, Shaq. And uh, Walt Harris finally picked up the tempo and put him away in the second round. Yeah, well, you know, I kind of leaned his way going into this fight. I thought it would be a lot closer. I thought there would be moments where things would get hairy. But Walt's improving. And, you know, when Walt finds his range and you let him sit in that rhythm, you know, and if and if he's more athletic than you, then he'll tee off on you all day. So, you know, that's a good one for Walt. I want to see Walt in there with a, a Willis or, you know, a Adam Wichereck or a... Who was Walt supposed to fight the day before he fought War Doom? Like, cause... Oh, yeah. Oh, he, so he already fought Godbeard. Yeah. Damn. They already rematched it. So, you know, um, which, you know, he won that fight. But, um, you know, so something along those lines. I think Walt's up for, right outside that top 15. So, you know, he's been putting in work. As far as Spitz, uh, it might be time to pack those bags and work you know, his way back up. But he's only coming off one loss. So they're going to give him another chance. Yeah, you know so, that, right? Well, they could do Spitz versus Bueller. Or oh, Spitz. yeah, I like that. Arjan Bueller versus Daniel Spitz. <laughs> you, know, you know, the guy that got Uma plotted versus, versus the guy who thinks he's Dom Cruz, but he can only keep it up for three seconds. So I do like that matchup. That's a that's a good one for sure. What were you saying for Walt Harris? Uh, Justin Willis. Justin Willis versus Walt Harris? Yeah, that's a good fight. Ben Saunders, you know, he made Jake Ellenberger quit. Which Jake Ellenberger is which known he, for? Which he's known for. He quits a lot, man. He, he, a he, lot. he took a knee, which he is known which for. This ain't for. the first time he's taken a knee inside <laughs> that octagon. He's taken a knee more than once. And, you know, I see MMA Junkie coming out and making these articles about... Is this the end for Jake Ellenberger? Why you got to do my boy Jake like that? Because uh, we're trying to fade this guy. Like, don't don't get him out the UFC. The end was there like five years ago, Shaq. I mean, why they got to do my boy like that? I mean, my boy Ben Saunders ate the shot well. I mean, the shot was really nothing. And like we said on the show, Jake's a quitter. And things get tough. Jake tends to find a way to go home. So, And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, like we said, his only win was really a fluke. Like, it was because Matt Brown couldn't take a body shot. So, you know... I think Jake's had enough. I, I really wish he hangs him up. But if he wants to come back, that's fine. Do you wish he hangs it up, or do you wish you get dog money against him his next fight? The thing is, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But, you know, if I could get him in there with someone coming off two losses or something like that, and, you know, pretty much anyone on the roster. What about my boy Strickland? 
but he'll be too high of a favorite. How high of a favorite will my boy Strickland be against Jake? I, I'd probably play it straight at minus 400, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm Just touch his face. You know, <laughs> I, I said as long as Ben Saunders stays conscious, he wins this fight. Now, he ate Ellenberger's hardest shot, and it was through the forehead. I think if Ellenberger would have made it a little bit lower to the chin, he might have been able to put Ben away, but he didn't. And then uh, he got himself put away, and, you know, he took a knee, which he's known for. So now... I really hope they don't cut Jay because we need that opportunity to fade him again. As far as Ben Saunders is concerned, I got an idea. What about uh, last week's Max Bet winner, Carlo Pedersali versus Ben Saunders? Oh, that's fine. We can do that. You, you, you like, you like <laughs> the, the prospects of that matchup? Yeah, yeah. Pedersali and Ben Saunders. Let's do it. And, you know, I like the original matchup of uh, Barbarena versus Jake Ellenberger, but the thing is, do you think it'll be like minus 1,200 or something in there? <laughs> yeah, it, it's unfortunate, man. So, uh, you know, Ben Saunders versus Carlo Pedersali next. Now, Julio Arce defeated Daniel Tamor via rear naked choke in the third round. And I, I got to say, man, this kid, uh, this kid Julio Arce, I was wrong about him. I mean, I just basically said I need proof to see if he's the re real deal. Well, I, I got all the proof I needed because if you saw Daniel Tamor's UFC debut, he went out there. He was bombing on Daniel Henry. He didn't do any bombing whatsoever on Julio Arce. He was always uh, struggling to find his range. You know, he landed a couple leg kicks early on, but he got picked apart. And by the third round, uh, it was a uh, tap tap city, Shaq. Yeah, Arce's no slouch, and you know he keeps uh, improving fight to fight. And uh, that win, I mean, you know, I thought Tamer would make it closer, uh, a lot closer of a fight, and you know, Arce handled him, and he's handled everyone he's fought so far. So I think he deserves a step up in competition. I heard people talking about, you know, he should get revenge for uh, Burgos against Calvin. So if they uh, want to do that fight. If they really want to do Calvin Cater versus Julio Arce, I will uh, happily watch that fight. You know, that'll be a, a great one. So who do we say uh, Daniel Tamor should fight next? I know we had an opponent. Oh, yeah, Jason Knight versus Daniel Tamor. Yeah, you know, that, that's a good fight. <laughs> don't put either of them in there with Mads Burnell, you know, like because we don't want to get stalled out. So I, I like uh, Daniel Tamor versus Jason Knight and Julio Arce versus Calvin Cater. Very good matchups. Now, Sam Alvey fought Jean Vellante, or, you know, as we say in Brazil, Jean Vellante. And, you know, Sam, in my opinion, I had Sam winning two rounds of that fight at least. You know, obviously the first one he dropped him. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, was it the second or the third that was in question, but I just saw Vellante eating some hard shots the entire fight. I thought it was a very simple fight to score, two rounds to one. I mean, Sam clearly won the first with that knockdown, and Vellante landed more kicks in the second, barely, so, you know, we'll give him that round. And Alvi won the third, so you know Alvi uh, did his job. Alvi keeps winning fights. You know what uh, Alvi's UFC record is? He wins a lot of fights, so you know uh, only yeah. only the really good guys beat him. Like Tom Watson and Elias <laughs> and Talos Latis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, you know Alvi uh, at two hundred five, he's been looking better, and he proves that you know these guys moving up a weight class, they generally do win those first couple fights. Yeah, and uh, man, my boy Sam Alvi has double digit UFC wins. You know, that's a that's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. The guys won double-digit fights with that fighting style. So. It's crazy. Yeah. You, can't, you can't count them out, even though it's the most frustrating <laughs> thing to watch ever. But if you can game plan against that guy, uh, you can win. So as soon as he fights a game planner, we'll know what to do. But when he fights a meathead like Volante, he's definitely going to get the win there. So, I mean, who do we want to see Sam Alvey with next? Because it's 205. He called out Corey Anderson. But Corey's going through some personal things. Uh, but, I mean, Corey's going to have to take a paycheck here soon, well, how right? About, how about uh, Dominic Reyes versus Sam Alvey? Oh, you want to get rid of Alvy that quick? I mean, you know, it's a vet versus prospect. You know what I'm saying? Alvy's the ten and four vet. Didn't, didn't we have another guy for for Reyes? He wanted to fight Jordan Johnson. Oh no, we don't want that yeah, fight. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We'd so, rather take the Alvy yeah, fight. Reyes okay. Versus Alvy. Yeah, Reyes versus Alvy. And as far as John Valanche, uh, he can take the uh, 
He, Cannoneer versus Volante. Yeah, even though Cannoneer, he's been talking about 185 for the last 10 years. Between you and me, that ain't happening, just so you know. So, yeah, Volante versus Cannoneer. Now, Sajara Eubanks defeated Lauren Murphy, and you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, who hasn't defeated Lauren Murphy inside the UFC's octagon? <laughs> and, and, you know, Sajara, she's a 3-2 and two fighter or 4-2 and two now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they uh, fixed the records up to make it look better. And it, it was so funny. I saw my boy Chas Kelly talking about how, like, Oh, you're four and two, you, and now you want a title shot? Like hand clap, and my boy Vic was like, "I'm nine and one in the UFC, and I can't even get a top ten opponent." <laughs> you know, so uh, props to Sajara. You, how do you think she does against uh, Nico Montano and uh, Valentina? Um, you know, Nico's definitely more closer on her level, but um, you know, she's a big, strong girl. I thought she made a lot of improvements. I thought she got a little less stiff. You know, I guess uh, training down there has worked out. No, she took care of business. I mean, uh, I would like to see her fight maybe that winner of Rose Clark and uh, I in a few weeks or, you know, uh, you know the winner of uh, I and Rose Clark. Yeah, that's a good one. And you think they got my girl Sajara on that uh, Eddie Alvarez and Marlon Marais uh, dietary uh, supplement plan, <laughs> if you know what I mean? I'm just saying, just look at the way those guys were walking out and uh, – and look at their previous fights. That's what I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're very well taken care of over there. And that's all I got to say about that. So, look, David Taymor defeated Nick Lentz, 30-27 on two cars, 29-28 on the other. And, man, my boy David Taymor, uh, not only does he have the dirty tactics down, but I'll tell you what, man, the guy can point fight for days. And now his anti-wrestling, his takedown defense, now that that's on point, Look out for a guy like David Tamor, Shaq. Yeah, Tamor, I mean, I've been very high on this guy for a while, you know. Uh, it's just that everyone's been on to him, so, you know, his lines aren't really that good. So, you know, Tamor has been putting on a work to fight when exactly how I thought it would. You know, Lentz moved forward. Lentz fought well. It's just Tamor is going to stay in that point fighting, uh, th- the point fighting, you know, system all day. I mean, he's a real, you know, K1 striker, and he's got movement. You know, the only flaw is he's got kickboxing chin, but... You know, the dirty tactics were definitely on point, and you can look at the dirty tactics one way or the other because the dirty tactics did stuff the takedowns. You know, he did grab the fence. He did poke him in the eye. And, you know, Ponzinibbio has made the eye poke effective, you know, several times. John Jones. John Jones has made the eye poke several times. If you can get away with it, then, hey, props to you. But you know what I'm saying? And he got away with it. So. Yeah, look, you can look at it like a fan and be like, oh, that's dirty, this and that. Or you can look at it like a, a betting man <laughs> and be like, okay, I'm going to take advantage of that situation. Next time he fights someone, I know that he'll do whatever it takes to yeah. win, even if that means cheating. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Tamor did what he had to do to get the victory, and, uh, you know, Lentz will be back. Uh, but I'd I like to see Tamor in there with the tight. I think he's right outside the top 15 as well. And even though he's only got nine fights, I think this guy's uh, well mature for his years. So, I mean, the question now is, I mean, do you match him up with a wrestler? Do you put him in there with another striker? I mean, there's guys like Tysumov. There's guys like Gregor Gillespie. Uh, yeah, I think, it, or, you know, maybe uh, Alan Patrick or, you know. You wanna, like so that. you want to test his wrestling, huh? Yeah, but the just not is, in Brazil. Yeah, just making the fight in America, because if they're going down there to Bellum or Piranha or yeah. wherever, you know, uh, Osiris and Guillermo will uh, <laughs> fix it for my boy. Uh, you know, you know they'll leave David Timor at the airport for a day and a half. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Chuck? No uh, hot water in his hotel room. Yeah, you you know how they get down over there. So yeah, I like that for Timor. And as far as Lance, man, I mean the dude's got 12 UFC wins, total badass. Always enjoy watching him fight. They're not gonna cut him, obviously. So, who you want to see uh, Lentz in there with? Um, Vince Pichel. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, something fun. You know what I'm saying? Let's something put him in a fun fight. Um, 
Who's like another Dubronx type guy yeah, he can like have like a scrambly war with? Yeah. You know, there's got to be someone. James right? Krause is coming off a win, but so what? Yeah, James yeah, Krause, Nick Lentz. There you go. Done. Bala Muhammad defeated Chas, Chance Recountry. How, how the fuck do you? Recountry. Recountry? Yeah, Recountry. My boy Recountry. Uh, he's my boy, and I don't even know how to say his <laughs> last name. But look, Bala Muhammad, I mean, look, he just went out there and he put on that vet lesson. He gave the kid the vet lesson, the vet clinic. You know, that's what we thought Gabriel Benitez was going to do to Humberto Bandanai, and then he ends up knocking him out in under 40 seconds. But Bilal, uh, you know, he just taught the kid a lesson. Chance will be back, and now with Bilal, he wants the Nico Price fight. I'm not going to argue with that, Shaq. Yeah, you know, him and Nico can uh, definitely get it in, and you know, Recountry will definitely be back. I thought he fought well as well. But, you know, Bilal's on a completely different level right now, and, you know, there was moments where Chance, you know, he came out real emotional, and Bilal could have, you know, got sucked in and made it a 50-50 fight because Chance is like a 6-2 long southpaw, you know what I'm saying? So, Bilal went out there it took him down when he needed to be and you know taught the kid a lesson yeah he did i love uh how Bilal mixes things up obviously his hand fighting game his jab his leg kicks his takedowns he's got the whole game on point and he's one of the smaller guys at 170 pounds he doesn't cut that much weight but he makes it work i mean you saw him in there against a six foot two beast you always see him in there with guys much bigger than him nico price is going to be a lot bigger than him so man nico price versus Bilal muhammad that's an incredible you know fight the type of pressure nico uh likes to turn up on his opponents as the fight carries on so you know, if Nico senses you uh, getting tired or slowing down, he will uh, take your head off. And as far as Chance uh, is concerned, what about uh, Chance versus Brad Scott? Yeah, you know, I think Recountry's ready to fight with a lot of guys already. I just think he fought below Muhammad, and he's got that 13-3 and record, and I thought he made a lot of improvements from uh, what I was seeing from him on the local scene. Definitely looked better when he stepped up under the bright lights than he did in the local scene. Yeah. That's always a good sign. Same, same with like a guy like Bochniak, because when we watch Bochniak on the regional scene, we're like, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> Comes in on the USC, and he's having constant fight of the night battles you know what i mean so yeah i, I feel the same way you know sometimes they they rise you know they uh rise to the occasion and he rose to the occasion still got 30 27 on all three cards but you know you know what i'm saying Shaq. it was a it was a short notice filling now desmond green defeated glason t bow 30 27 on two cards 29 27 on another one so real quick so 29 27 on one card so which round was 10 8 the third third round yeah so you know Desmond Green uh it's good to see him get his second UFC win and you know for guys like us who have been following Desmond Green's career for a long time you know we know what to expect from him that's a Desmond Green fight right there you know it might not be the most exciting but he's usually effective unless he's fighting a guy that's much bigger and stronger than him like uh my boy Tractor Prezerish but now he got in there with Glayson Tebow handed Tebow you know it's officially his fourth loss in a row but between you and me you know he choked out Abel Trujillo so it's really his second loss in a row. Uh, and now uh, Desmond's got to take on someone else up the ladder. I mean, who's a nice little... How about the loser of Islam Makhachev versus... Uh, what's the name of that weasel? Cajun. Versus Cajun Johnson. You know, I, I, Cajun Johnson versus Desmond Green. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's a good fight. Or we could do, uh, you know, Des Green versus uh, Davi Ramos or... You know, oh, you want to take it there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Des, uh, but I doubt he's uh, going back down to Brazil. To he, ain't, he ain't going to Brazil ever again. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, so you know something because Des Green's still a big name. It's always a big win on your resume, so you yeah, know, they can still put him in fairly big fights. Yeah, and uh, as far as T. Bow is concerned, I want to see T. Bow versus Nick Hines. You know, yeah. two two well, vets. Nick Hines got business to take care of uh, in Hamburg against Hatsovich. Oh, they got booked already. Yeah. 
Oh, shit, that's a good fight right there. Hadzovich versus Nick Hine. Well, listen, the loser of that can take on Gleason Tebow. You know what I'm saying? You know, I want to see Tebow against, in here against one of these young guys, man. Uh, Get a young guy a win? You know, I mean, if Hadzovich pulls that off, I mean, there, there's definitely got to be uh, an up-and-coming 55. Damian Brown versus Tebow. You want to get my boy beat down Brown back on track with, <laughs> yeah. with that Tebow fight? We had a good fight for Damian Brown. I can't remember what it was. but uh, Stevie? Oh, yeah, Stevie, uh, the fraud Ray. Yeah, I, li- I-, I like that. But, we should uh, do uh, either Gonzalez versus Tebow. Because, you know, Gonzalez will knock him the fuck out. Um, <laughs> what about my boy Gritzmacher versus Tebow? Who cares if one's coming off a win, one's coming off a loss? If they want to fight. So what? They can fight. <laughs> Settle your differences, well, kids. Who's better? So Nathaniel Wood defeated Johnny Eduardo. Now, it's too bad that this wasn't minus 250 or better because, you know, when we talk about max bet season, when your worst case scenario still wins the fight, that's when you know it's a max bet. And uh, Nathaniel Wood's worst case scenario still won the fight. I mean, Johnny Eduardo was teeing off on him with some super hard shots. It looked like he was about to go down. And uh, he didn't go down. And, man, he came back. He won the fight. Finished him in the second round with a Bravo choke, so that was incredible. But, man, I noticed something about Johnny that I didn't like, Shaq. And he was teeing off with these hard shots, and one or two more, you put him away. Instead, he backs up to the center of the of the cage and stops fighting. It's like, Johnny, do you not believe that what you're doing is working? Because uh, I don't know if you saw Nathaniel Wood's eye after the fight, but uh, clearly it was working, Shaq. That's what we said about, you know, those the, those core Novo and Ya uh, guys on the, on the last show. I mean, we said that, you know, they could have a fight in their hands, and... You know, they still they still can't get it done, you know what I'm saying? Because just the state they're in, I mean, Johnny had that kid out, you know, one shot away from being out, and he still couldn't do it. So, you know, it's unfortunate to see those Nova guys in, their, in the state that they're in. And, uh, you know, Johnny uh, Johnny will be back in a year or so. He'll get his, his next check. And Nathaniel Wood said he wants to fight all of uh, Brad Pickett's victims, so that means Tomas Almeida, Cheeto, uh, Yuri. Yuri, you know, uh, they better be ready to catch some Nathaniel Wood smokes. Oh, man. So, <laughs> listen, if uh, Nathaniel thinks he's ready for Yuri right now, <laughs> he might have another thing coming. I say we take it slow, Nathaniel Wood. The kid's super Does hittable. Don't put him in there with Tomas yet. <laughs> Don't put him in there with Cheeto yet. I mean, who's a guy that, you know, who, who, who should we put in there with Nathaniel Wood? I know that. What about Nathaniel Wood versus Albert Morales? Um, Albert's cut. Albert ain't cut. <laughs> he should be. But uh, how about Nathaniel Wood versus uh, Dukanoir or something? You know what I'm saying? Or Nathaniel Wood Is he going to get weaseled? Um, as, as, as long as it's on UK soil. You know what I'm saying? So it's oh, yeah. 50. Okay, Nathaniel yeah. Wood versus Tom Dukanoir in the yeah. UK. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So Or in America. Or in America, but in the UK it's fine. They can do it in England, London. Just don't do it in France. <laughs> I don't know MMA is illegal there. Exactly. <laughs> can't go to France. So, you know, Nathaniel versus Duke Law, because let's be honest here, Duke Law lost his last fight. So, uh, Nathaniel Wood versus uh, Duke Or how about uh, uh, Nathaniel Wood versus Matthew Lopez? Or you know, What's my boy Terion up to? Uh, Terion. We're not interested in that fight, but, you know, uh, Terion should uh, be one and two in the UFC. But uh, Nathaniel Wood, you know, he's a, he's a fun fighter. They should uh, put him in fun fights. You know, it's too bad he's only 23. I wish he was a little bit older because by the time he's 27, he 28. By the time he's 27, 28, he's going to be getting knocked out every single fight. But for now, he's super exciting. And, uh, you know, I love fighters like that. He's, you know, he's the British Leonard Garcia. So props to my boy Nathaniel Wood. And 
as far as Coach Johnny is concerned, you know, like you say, he'll come back in a year. You know, who who's like the Mitch Gagnon of the division? Who's like the Manny Gamburian of the modern day bantamweight division? You know what I'm saying? Because that's who my boy Coach Johnny should fight next. Uh, there's got to be someone there. Yeah. Or or if you want to get Brian Kelleher back on track, you knew Brian Kelleher versus Coach Johnny. What, what do you think about that? You like that? So leading on, you know, and we were supposed to be able to talk about this Jody Esquel Max Bet winner, but you, you know what happened. Uh, she found that way out. They heard the story. They heard the podcast. So Jose Shorty Torres defeated Jared Brooks by KO Slam. And, man, uh, this is one of the best highlight reels in the history of the sport, Shaq. I mean, fucking Jared Brooks, you know, He's got the little man syndrome. <laughs> he uh, was trying to prove a point. He was trying to be Matt Hughes and pick him up and run to the center of the octagon and slam him. It was the most exaggerated slam I've ever seen in my life. And he knocks himself the fuck out, and it was unbelievable. And Shorty Torres, you know, I said on the breakdown, Shorty Torres gets rocked every single fight, but he might not have to worry about that here. He had to worry about it here against a fucking strawweight and Jared Brooks. He even, even got dropped against him, but man... This thing about Shorty Torres, the theme is he always finds a way to win, Shaq. Yeah, you know, I thought Brooks was looking real good, but like you said, that little man syndrome came out to play, and, you know, he likes to pick guys up and slam them. You know, he slammed Davison about eight times, and, you know, he's just got to pick guys up and slam them. You know, the simpler thing would have been just to dump them right there, but, you know, that's what happens when you're a 5-2 strawweight. You know, you do uh, stupid things sometimes. So, you know, Shorty Torres got his hand raised. Uh, you know, he looked off to be honest but he looks off a lot so you know it's kind of really hard to see where he stacks up in the division you know uh i think uh you know next fight next fight maybe like a uh what about brandon moreno versus shorty torres the prospect tester ryan benoit versus shorty torres oh you like ryan benoit versus shorty torres that's a a good ass fight let's see how that chin holds up against uh, one of the hardest hitters in the (laughs) division uh, if you get dropped against ryan benoit yeah, I agree with that. And as far as Jared Brooks, look, there's two L's in a row, despite how controversial the Dyko one was. So, I mean, who should we match him up with next, man? I mean, um, yeah, you know, I think that kid's gonna be fine to be honest. Even though he pulled off one of the most idiotic things I've ever seen, as long as he fucking can keep. I mean, that's a pretty embarrassing situation. You know, I highly doubt he does that again. Maybe a a uh, Joseph Morales or you know, a oh, Ash Cam. You want to put him that low? What about fucking uh? Jared Brooks. Um, what about Jared Brooks versus uh, Brandon Moreno? That works, or Ben Ten. I know Ben Ten's coming off. Of I know that. Ben Ten needs a win really badly. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ben Ten just got spinning yeah. back for his KO'd by Formiga, so uh, he definitely needs to get back on track. So, yeah, man, it uh, it turns out it was a pretty decent card. I, I enjoyed it. You know what I watched of it, which was most of it. You know, I had to come back and watch the whole thing, obviously. But look. It was fun times. Too bad we didn't get to cash our max bet, but it's all good. Got to keep our money. Got to be disciplined. Got to move on to this week at UFC 225. And uh, guess what time of the year it is at UFC 225 again? It's max bet season once again. You know, pretty much every week's max bet, se- max bet season. And uh, it's going to get the job done again. We have to make up for last week. Last week left a bitter taste in our mouths. And now we're going to... Uh do what should have happened last week, this week, and so on and so on. So it's time to hop on board. Shoot us that email at bestfightpicks at gmail.com. It's time to stop playing games, guys. It's time to do things our way. Stack money. We're going to build money so that you guys can call out an extra day out of work. You know what I'm saying? So you guys can take the wife and the kids out an extra day a week. You know what I'm saying? So so you can uh, you can turn that eighth into a quarter. You know, you know what I'm saying? saying? If, if you're tired of running out of weed, we're gonna you're going to stop running out of weed with us. You know what I'm saying? We change lives over here at Best Fight Picks. Sick of going to the bar to watch the pay-per-view. <laughs> Want to buy it at home? 
home. You know what I mean? You know that chick with the the fake tits at, in your gym that you can't uh, that you don't think you can afford to take out. You know what I'm saying? So you'll get her too. So uh, it's time to stop playing games, guys. Bestfightpicks.com. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. I'm up over 100 units. Shaq and I combined. It's just go, just go look at the numbers. Bestfightpicks.com. Check me out on Bet MMA Tips. Search Best Fight Picks. You already know the deal. And look closely into the numbers. There's no no stat padding, no bullshit five dollar props, like an eleven unit bet. Like we're not sitting here bullshitting. You know, anyone can sit here and game their record, but no one can game their bankroll. You know what I'm saying, Shaq? And that's all I gotta say about that. You wanna make your bankroll great again. Indeed. So follow me at Best Fight Picks. Follow Shaq at MMA Genius 5 Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Follow our official Instagram at Best Fight Picks Official. MaxBetSeason.com. Make sure you sign up. UFC 225 is going down this Saturday. Shaq and I will be back later this week to break down UFC 225 with a very special guest. It's going to be a great episode. So until the next time, let's cash these bets. <laughs>